Hi there, this is Christine. After Act 3 of Dead in the Water, we're going to change up our format for a few weeks with a pair of discussion episodes where the Heroes cast reflects on our experiences with Dead in the Water. Send in your questions about the adventure or the show to heroes at theheidianway.com. Please support the show by telling your friends and coworkers, and by leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It really helps out. Thank you, and now on to the show. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Wing. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Currently, our story is Dead in the Water, and it can be found in the Star Wars Age of Rebellions GM's Kit. This is Act 2, Episode 12, and I am Ben, the GM for this adventure. I am Leslie. I play Kith, the Bothan mechanic, whose duty is to sabotage. Hi there, I'm Christine. I play Lieutenant Nima Ptolemy, the Miriallin commander tactician of the group, who's currently nursing a very hurt shoulder. Oh, and her uh, duty is personnel, uh, which right now means trying to save the crew that is currently trapped aboard a shuttle with a serenading R4 unit. TB93 is played by Brent. I'm a sniper and a slicer. My duty is enemy demoralization. I demoralize. You can tell, can't you? I know you can tell. And I'm Motu Ordo, the Mandalorian commando, whose duty is combat victory for Mandalore! Kith, what are you doing? It's just not the same without him. Look, 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 he's, he's fine. He's just sleeping off the day's events. I wish I could take a nap. Yeah, yeah, don't we all? I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) To get to know our characters a little bit better, I'm wanting to ask a question of Kith. Yo. While the group has just dealt with TJ-11, the ship is still in danger, as you well know this big swirling black hole is. The Shadow Raptor is quickly drifting uh, to it, and getting very close to the edge of that accretion disk. How is Kith dealing with the thought of this ship still being in danger from the attempted takeover. So here's the thing. You've got this plate, and this plate is covered in all sorts of food. You've got your donuts, and you've got your little wormy things, all all sorts of crazy food. And, you know, you could shove it all in your face in one go and make yourself horribly, horribly sick. Not that I'm speaking from personal experience. i Moving on. I, I made some credits from it. It was, it, was, it was all fine. But the best plan is to section off little bits and go piece by piece. Also, we really need to get to the engines because otherwise we're all going to die horribly. And I'd really rather not die. And I'd rather not let my team die or anybody else die. And I don't think we're actually trapped yet. But so if we get to the engines, if they haven't like destroyed them, we should be able to get some auxiliary stuff running. And I'll just have to, you know, I'll have to, the thing... I hope I have the right tools. What were we talking about? <laughs> Thank you. And I want to get a recap by Christine. Last time on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a whole lot of things happened. R4M1, or Raimi, along with Kith and Nima, were in the aft hangar bay. Raimi went on a daring mission where he infiltrated 
the enemy droids and boarded the Lambda shuttle, ran into uh, his ex-girlfriend, who was piloting the shuttle rather awkwardly, and uh, proceeded to try to serenade her to win her back over, and was still singing last time we saw him. Meanwhile, uh, Nima was suspended in the air from a binary load lifter who had grabbed her and then somebody had disabled with a Y-Wing's ion cannon, trapping her there. That same person, whose name may or may not be Kith Ursabek, climbed up onto the load lifter to free her, loosened the thumb joint, but was not able to do it, so Nima shot it off and sent both of us crashing to the ground. Our enemy, TJ-11, was disabled across the hangar bay and protected by several protocol droids, so Nima and Kith made a run at him. Meanwhile, Matu and TV, the other tactical droid, were walking on the outside of the ship bound for the aft hangar bay. Matu uh, had a vision and saw Nima being thrown out the airlock by TJ and decided to make a daring leap across space with a black hole nearby and made it, landed in the aft hangar bay, drew his sword, and was ready to fight. TJ did come back online and grabbed Nima and uh, grabbed her by the arm. Nima was able to uh, release his uh, grip by dislocating her uh, her arm. Uh, Matu ran in and did a daring swing on TJ while TV took a shot from halfway across the ship on the exterior to hit TJ, and Kith ran in and freed his head from his body, finally disabling our enemy tactical droid. And then Matu passed out, and that's where we are. To get us completely going on this session, I want to get a roll of destiny from everyone. I rolled two dark side points. Because your shoulder hurts. It really hurts. My shoulder only hurts half as much. (laughs) All up to you, Leslie. No. (laughs) It's up to four dark side. Chris. Chris, we need you. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So, yeah. Then I am going to roll for duty. And see if any one of them triggers, because, well, everyone's been doing fairly awesome things of late. 18. Which is definitely low enough to trigger Nima's personnel duty. Woo! So, that means plus two wounds for Nima for the session, and plus one to both Kith and TV. And Matu, but he's asleep, so it doesn't matter. He'll be hardier in his sleep in case he gets attacked. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. You never know what happens with those load lifters. So I think in this case, how Nima's duty is affecting her, I actually see it a little less as the reflecting on past successes and a little more the adrenaline's pumping because she knows time is short. We've got a shuttle full of people we need to somehow get to, including the captain. We need to get the engines back online and turn this thing around. Otherwise, the squad and everybody aboard this ship are going to die. Oh, so little things. Little things. A little bit of responsibility on her shoulders right now. They add up a little bit at a time. Straws and camel's backs. Or straws and bantha's backs. Often the shuttle you've got, 
You have the two astromechs doing their thing. You kind of have lost sight of them with this whole TJ coming online thing and then getting taken offline. Things have been going on, so you've kind of lost track. The captain and the navigator are locked in the shuttle with the two astromechs. And you've got a bunch of loadlifters who are on the deck who are sort of frozen in place. And you see off in the far side a astromech that has fallen over half outside of the hangar bay control center. And you can see that they had been behind some form of controls. Like you can see the little scump link arm sticking out. I didn't do that. Kith, why don't you check it out, see what it was doing, and make sure that thing isn't going to access anything we really don't need it accessing right now, like the MagCon. Uh, sure, sure. Um, um TV, where are you? His instructions were to protect you. You're now protected. So he's standing on the outside of the ship looking at the black hole longingly. <laughs> I suppose you order me to answer. Yes, TV. Tell me where you are. That's an order. About midship. On the outside. I would ask why, but I already know the answer. And she looks down at Matt, too. TV, how long will it take you to get to the aft hangar bay? Is it safe for you to do so? Do you want me to hurry? Is that going to risk you flying off the ship into the black hole? Yes. I'm happy to hurry. Then no. Then I don't want you to hurry. Uh, take your time. Be careful about it. We need you here intact. Matt, who is down. I don't know what's happening. I saw the whole thing through my scope. I will be there shortly. Okay. Nima is going to crouch down. She's not going to take Matu's helmet off because there's not much air. Um, she's at least making sure he still has a pulse. He's still breathing. Okay, and I'm going with your police training, your basic intake training for the rebels. And since you are an officer, you've had a little bit of officer's training. Essentially, I'm using that to say you're not needing to roll to take a pulse. Okay. Because, well, that most people can do. Yes, his pulse is slow, but definitely there. It seems like it's uh, slower than you'd expect, but yes, most certainly it is there. Okay. Uh, given we are out in the middle of the hangar bay and exposed in case other droids come in, Nima's going to ditch her shield because it's just too heavy and she's only got one good arm that's not hurting right now. And she's going to grab Matu by like the back of his armor and at least drag him off to the side while she waits for TV to arrive and Kith to uh, at least check on the droid. All right, so what's Kith doing? Since Nima's going to go ahead and, and, and drag Matu over... Kith is going to draw her blaster pistol so she can be ready. Kith's going to kind of eke her way over using boxes and things as cover. She's 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 going to try and not just wander across a giant open hangar and get shot to crap. She is in the comm, going to say, why don't you take him on the ship? There's only the one astromech and, you know, you can free the captain while you're at it. I don't think we can get aboard the ship. The Ramp is closed. I don't know. It's a thought. Okay, so she is creeping. All right. Blaster pistol very, very drawn towards the random collapsed astromech, which is honestly more unsettling than if it was actually doing anything. 
I can absolutely understand this. Okay, so uh, it's going to take you a minute to get over there because you're going as carefully as you can, making sure that you're presenting an inviting target to anyone. I don't want to be an inviting target. Aww. But why not? It's so inviting. <laughs> when you get over there, yeah, you can see... Th- um, it looks like the droid's been shut off, as does the couple of protocol droids that you had passed that had been standing around when you had taken TJ's head off. Like, the protocol droids that had been surrounding Nima, they had all s- shut down and are just sort of slouched forward, but without falling forward. And much like this, R2 unit just sort of keeled over to its side. Okay, here's a thought. Do I see that crate that was creeping (laughs) along somewhere nearby? It looks like it is positioned almost perfectly over where TJ had been. Like, just slightly closer into the hangar from there. It's kind of where we just left. Pretty much, yes. Okay. Kit's gonna pop the com on and be like, so either we have ghosts or we have help. Because all of these droids are turned off or powered down. Ben, this might be a knowledge warfare. I want to see if uh, Nima's ever heard of wonderful events in galactic history, such as when you say destroy a uh, like a control computer or things like that, a whole army of droids shutting down. All right, that is definitely going to be a knowledge warfare check. This is a weird thing, though it's a little on the esoteric side. Again, yeah, knowledge warfare, knowledge outer rim, both would work. And I'm going to go with, with me flipping one of these destiny points, a one red, one purple. Okay, and I'm going to be doing this through knowledge warfare. Nima doesn't know anything about the outer rim. She's a core world girl. Um, she is, however, now trained in knowledge warfare. <laughs> a little bit more of her officer <laughs> training has, uh, has come back. So I'm rocking a yellow, a green versus a red, a purple, and a black because I'm still scared about the black hole? Uh, yes. Because, yeah, the black hole, once you get the engines on, those things go away. Okay, let's do this. (laughs) No successes, but two advantages. Okay, so you've never really heard of this sort of thing happening before where a army has shut down before. But you have been in a situation where a single... Like a controller droid that was controlling the precinct's armory when the head droid there blew its top off due to overwork and, well, people being mean to it for various reasons. (laughs) Overworking it. Uh, The other... I did not contribute to that. Actually, I probably did. other armory droids shut down at the same time. None of the other droids in the precinct did... But the armory had been shut down until they were able to get a technician in. Kith? Yo. Uh, I don't think we, we look the uh, the gift do back in the mouth right now. Um, I'm guessing because TJ is down, their networking is down. They should be disabled for a while, I'm hoping. So I think we need to focus on the engines. Where's my... Okay. Uh, Raimi. At which point, get yeah, some wonderful bleeps and bloops come back through. I need you to lower the ramp on the shuttle. Can you do that? Just one beep for yes or two beeps for no? Beeps once. And then in the shuttle 
cockpit, you can see Raimi rise up on their jets, jump over the droid that they had been talking to, the X, and then come down and lower the ramp. Good boy. Uh, Kith, why don't you come with me here? Okay, Kith is actually... She knows she was told to leave it, but she's poking at the droids trying to see if they were, like, literally turned off or if they were zapped off. Okay, that is going to be a mechanics check. Really? Okay. Again, this isn't going to be exactly a hard thing. I'm actually just going to uh, use another one of these destiny points and call it, get one setback, one difficulty, and one challenge die. So, one black, one red, one purple. Yeah, except for I pretend that blacks don't exist, so there's that. <laughs> Why did I make this roll now? <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm trained in mechanics thoroughly, so I have three yellow, and then I ignore the blacks, and I got the red and the purple, because somebody upgraded. Um, two success, one advantage, and a triumph. You're examining this R2, and you're not seeing anything actually wrong with it. The comlink that had been in it is about the only thing that you're really seeing that has been fizzled. And that definitely looks like it's taken damage to it. Otherwise, the droid looks like you should just be able to turn it off and turn it back on again and it should start up. But there's no indication of external tampering or... No. It just looks a little fizzled, maybe. Beyond the scuff that it took falling over onto the ground... It doesn't look like anything really has been done to this. This looks factory fresh. I have no idea how to use this triumph. <laughs> or, or the advantage. <laughs> advantage if you have any strain. Oh, do I? I have like six strain. Yeah. So I could take a strain out with... One advantage. The advantage, strain. Yeah. is absolutely a thing you could do. Maybe while you're examining it, you're able to access some kind of knowledge that might help you know what they've done to the engines, uh, whatever security measures, something to give you a little leg up when it comes time to do that. Maybe you tapped into a its data bank or something while you were diagnosing it. You know, you kind of have to, you know how you'll see mechanics like plug in some little doohickey into uh, some kind of electrical system to take readings and things like that? Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that, but like with a data pad and a little bit more information. But they're off. That's my only thing is, I would totally be on board with that, but they're turned off, so I shouldn't be able to get any readings from them. What? Oh! What if while I was poking at it, um, since these are, they're factory fresh and whatnot, maybe I flipped open a hatch or something, and, oh, this probably doesn't make any sense, but I see, like, a piece that is part of the wiring, but it's not actually normally in an R2 unit, and it's actually the, like, the, the communication slash instruction drive from TJ or from that whole thing and I can take it with me and use it for information at a later date. That I absolutely love, yes. Okay, so I got beckoned back over to the thing? Yes. The mouth of the shuttle opens up and out comes Raimi who's tweedling saying like, you're getting the basics of it saying something about his ex is now turned off and he doesn't understand why. Then he sees Matu just <laughs> lying on the ground on the far side and, and he runs and pretty much just sort of streaks across the floor, going about as fast as an art board could possibly go, and then gets over to Matu and starts poking him. Ramy, stop that. 
Stop that right now. Badroid. He's okay. He just fell asleep. Uh, then Remy tweedles in, then just sort of looks up at you with the giant camera eye of a R4 droid. But but magically twinkling sadly. Come here. You, you, you did real good. You really did. And then sort of mournfully comes back to you. And, yes. uh, and Nima will pat him on the top of his flower pot shaped head. <laughs> While you've been doing this, that's been enough time for TV to clamber up the side of the ship. He's having to clamber up a little bit, but it's actually not quite as high as I had thought. Yeah, he's walking along the bottom of the spine and then has to sort of climb up a deck and then walks in on the ceiling. TV, how are you going to deal with that once you get into gravity? About the time he gets to the point of feeling gravity, he would orient himself correctly. If he needs to hang and drop or something like that, he will... He would do that. Well, there is this mysteriously floating crate in the middle of the air. It's pretty much at, like, head level for him as he's standing there on the ceiling. And it's pretty close to the edge of the hangar bay. If you want to sort of try and grab onto that, and maybe it'll allow you to drift down. This is a actually couple decks high. Oh, uh, okay. Allowing for a few ships to actually come in and out. So a long way. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Well, he definitely wouldn't take the initiative to do that on his own, merely to procure the crate, but he was ordered to return, and if that's the uh, the best way to do it, then that's probably what he would do. He would make a go for it. And if he, maybe if he gets lucky, he'll plunge to his death. <laughs> or you could just walk down the wall. I mean, you do have magnetic feet. That sounds like the best idea. <laughs> can I walk on the ceiling? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. So he would walk over to stand to be directly above the party and he would stand there on the ceiling so that you're you're with us just on a different plane as it were directly above you yes there was nothing specific said about the z-axis upon which i was to inhabit is this an actual conversation those two are having now <laughs> like a kid looking <laughs> looking up at him while yes. Nima's looking all about confused <laughs> Nima's, Nima's looking right and left and kith is just like Rubbing her forehead, looking up. <laughs> uh, TV? Yes. Why are you on the ceiling? It was the safest way in. Okay, how about you take the safest way down to the deck? <laughs> Very well. And with that, he will go and walk down the wall. Okay. So at about this time, Captain Sertuli and your buff friend, Kumse, has... They've both sort of stumbled out of the shuttle and are looking around, hands still bound behind them. Uh, Sertuli comes over to the chassis of TJ, not seeing the head there, gives it a kick, saying, "Eh, What a right mess you've made of this. Captain, porting in. You've been much more effective than I thought anyone could possibly be. You have my thanks. Well, we're not out of this yet. Uh, Raimi, do you have a little buzzsaw or anything you could cut their hand ties with at which point a buzzsaw comes out of one of the multiple hatches on Raimi and just starts whirring going up as high as possible so they have to bend down the buff has it's this really weird thing of having both hand sets bound behind him so 
the low one is very easy for Raimi to cut through, then the second one is a little more awkward, but then very shortly, that has been cut through. Then Captain Sartuli stands in line and has Raimi cut her bindings open. The metal clatters to the ground, and she rubs her wrists. So, at this juncture, what is left on the ship that is needing to be done? You've taken care of the mastermind behind all of this. We need to get the engines back. Right now, we're still on course for, for the black hole. Fortunately, we have a expert slicer and an expert mechanic on hand. She looks over at Kith and TV. TV is just standing above the uh, still form of Matu, just staring down at him. Kith is standing there awkwardly holding TJ's head and her gun. Come say? Unless you have some other mechanical knowledge I'm not aware of, you're probably most needed back on the bridge. Lieutenant Hastings is there, but a lot of the crew's not conscious anymore. The life support got too thin. I have a feeling we're going to need a navigator to plot us a way out of this. Oi, Lieutenant. And he snaps a quick salute with one of his hands, looks over to the captain, and then he makes for one of the turbo lifts. Captain Sertuli is standing there, looking at the three of you, looking at Matu. She's looking somewhat deep in thought, and then she goes over to Matu, sort of hoists him over her shoulders, like one arm around her neck. Wow, she's she's strong. We're at half gravity. <laughs> <laughs> strong when she needs to be. Uh, yeah, she's sort of doing that style of fireman's carry. And starts... A Mandalorian sack of potatoes. And she says, The three of you should be getting to engineering. Help them out there. Free them if need be. Try and get this ship back underway. I will take your friend here to the bridge and call for some medical attention. We shall get out of this. Yes, Captain. Thank you. And at that point, she joins Kumse in the turbo lift and the door closes. At which point you hear a boff starting to swear. And <laughs> after about a half minute, then you hear the turbo lifting gauge. Nima turns around and looks down at the little boffin, Kith. You probably already know what I'm going to say. That I get a raise? That I don't know anything about ships. So I need you to take the lead on this and fix it. I don't even know where we're going here. <laughs> This is only like my third spaceship ever. Technically, this is not that far off for me, but I like to read books about them, so. So where do you think we should go? I don't know, Ben. <laughs> where do I think we should go? <laughs> We're in the hangar bay. There's got to be some main connections to the engine room, because it's all part of this back end, but the back end was bigger than the front end, wasn't it? They're sort of the same size. The back end is almost entirely engine, though. Okay. The back of it is almost pure engine and power cells. Like, it's the rocket that is pushing everything else. Okay. Um, so basically, a significant portion of this part will be dedicated to the engines that we need to activate. Can I roll to find out how much engine we'll need to actually get us loose? Like, will we need to go for main engines, or can we go for, like, simple maneuvering and pr basic propulsion I have two things that you can do. One, you can go for a fairly easy check. In fact, it is going to be an easy check, a one purple against your 
mechanics or something similar. Or you can go against a much harder check, probably starting off in the three purple, one red, and be going for, like, how can you fix this directly? Three of you are sort of standing there, Raimi's standing, looking up at you. It's just now thinking to retract the circular blade after it had been spinning it every now and then intermittently, just sort of watching it. You can hear Raimi whistle and then head for the other turbo lift. What did he say? He wants us to follow him. Sure, why not? And Nemo will start following the droid. As we're walking, TV would kind of come up beside Kith and say, The Mandalorian, he voluntarily suffered a 14% tactical disadvantage preserving TJ's cranial unit. Why would he do that? I've kind of been wondering about that myself. I think he realized something while you guys were on your little... Would you call it a jaunt? Probably not. He ordered me to blow us all up. I was wondering if I heard that correctly. Yeah, um... I don't know. He must have realized something. I mean, he didn't, like, die. He just passed out. Maybe he just had a life-changing experience. Did you say something to him? No. Hmm. That doesn't surprise me. Is he going to be okay? Uh, yes, I guess. He's just asleep, as far as we can tell, which, you know, is normal for us meatbags. It is disgusting. It's better than when we eat. He just picks up his pace and continues on. Well, that's progress, I guess. Hey, why am I still carrying the head? <laughs> it's heavy. The three of you make it to the other turbo lift, and like it's got its giant amount of buttons, like 16 Kinda buttons. Love buttons. You're currently on deck seven, and you can see Raimi uh, projecting a hollow over the button for nine, like a arrow pointing at it, but his manipulator arm can't get up to touch it. Well, Kith, you said you love buttons, and I think you can, uh, think even you can reach that one. Sorry, my hands are full of head. She'll still go over and push the button. No, she'll push it with her elbow. <laughs> with that, the door closes, but it's at this point I'm going with, you guys remember, that on the other side, the turbo lifts had been locked down, and you guys had to slice them, or do mechanics to them. So, you're probably going to have to do it on this side as well. Oh yeah, we don't have that nifty comlink in TV's head anymore. Or well, that didn't work on the turbo lifts anyway. TV? Why don't you slice into the system? And by why not slice into the system? <laughs> Very well. Since TV has done this before, I'm going to give a boost to it. Uh, and I'm going to go with it being a one setback, two purple, one red. Because I'm flipping this wonderful destiny point. Alright. I believe his bypass security would uh, get rid of one of those setback. I can go with that. And uh, he reaches out his arm and he has some... Uh, some built-in tools that kind of slide out of a compartment of, of his wrist. That's and, cool. Uh, they, they drop into his hand, and he starts uh, almost like a lockpick, inserting them into the data port. And, wow. What um, is really? that? He really? He fails. He fails to do this relatively simple task for him. How, uh, how have we but, increased 
our triumph despair oh my god but uh he ends with uh, a failure two advantage two triumphs and a despair on a simple slicing <laughs> check <laughs> the most epic slicing check ever oh yeah i'm going to go with feedback is going to do a damage like one point past soak to tv that's the despair no that's the failure oh the failure oh okay the despair though what i'm going to do with this is in the good old fashion of moving things along with a cost beyond zapping tv because at this point i'm just trying to figure out how i'm going to be able to zap nema and get everyone because you haven't <laughs> zapped kith enough exactly kith has been zapped now tj's been zapped matu's been zapped i just need to get nema <laughs> no <laughs> he's he's gunning for me I've seen the sparks. Remy figures out what's happening just quickly enough to activate their jets. It's almost like the internal compensators or whatever are turned off for this, and it just sort of thumps down to level 9. Each of you, for the despair, I'm going with, would take... I'm going to go with four wounds. Okay. Whew. Before soak or after soak? If we're doing it like that, I'm doing it after Otherwise, I'll just do the short range, and I don't really want to do that because I forget what everyone's soak is. I'm as glad you asked for wounds and not strain. <laughs> Why? Because otherwise, Nemo would have passed out. She would have bashed her head and fallen asleep. Uh, but wounds, she had despair. Exactly. We had despair. <laughs> Cute. Uh, so the, the turbo left is, you know, as you said, just dropped a couple of decks. So we all hit the ceiling and then hit the floor. That's two, and then two. Uh, ow. What are our triumphs? That is an excellent question. What is a triumph from you trying to slice into the turbo lift? Well, I failed to slice the turbo lift, and so it dropped, causing damage to us. <laughs> Anything I can think of to do with a turbo lift would be oddly strangely like a success. On the other hand, you are slicing into a ship system. That's kind of where I'm looking at this from. So turbo lift is a no-go. Double triumph on, like, this is a double triumph, good sir. Well, we can get some sort of control over the ship through the turbo lift, or, um... What sort of, I'm kind of in a pick-your-poison mood right now. Only this is good. This is pick-your-ambrosia. <laughs> Maybe it lands us with a lot of useful consoles? Consoles? Or maybe you know access codes? That could work. So basically the turbo lift doesn't work, but we've effectively shut down the security systems all over the ship and we have pretty much free movement at this point. That I can definitely go with. For a double triumph of slicing, that sounds good. You know what? They're going to install stairs on these ships just because of us. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a good idea. Nima is taking about a minute to get back up given the whole being flung against the ceiling and flung back down when she was already in quite a bit of pain, especially when she landed on her bad shoulder. So, out of curiosity, Lieutenant, how how woundy are you looking? Nima is around half of her increased wounds. I think Kith is actually significantly worse off because you've been shot a lot more. I've actually also been stabbed helpfully, though. True. Yeah, Nima is out of stim pack. She 
use them on other peoples. I have a stim pack. I could stab you, hopefully. <laughs> Returning the favor. <laughs> but I'd have to uh, I will leave that up to you me. whether... Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, so, so Nima's just, just slow to get back on her feet, but she's still moving. She's just first clutching her left shoulder as she's uh, regaining her feet. <laughs> Is everybody okay? I have good news and bad news. You have good news and bad news. Report. The bad news is we plummeted two decks. You probably noticed. The good news is that in the process, the entire security system of the ship has been disabled. That is good news. Oops. How badly damaged are you? Can you stand? And uh, I am at a little under half health. Uh, Nima is actually going to offer up her good hand down to TV uh, to help him up. He looks at it confused. It's, it's, you take her hand and she leans her weight back and you use her leverage to rise. It's something meatbags do. Such a touching moment for such sarcasm. <laughs> TV will hesitantly reach out and almost like he's afraid he's going to be slapped or something, grab the hand and stand up. It wasn't sarcasm. I'm just helping you learn. You're speaking. I'm pretty sure it was sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Ramey. Why don't you lead the way? As the turbo lift door opens, Brainy scuttles out. Off to your right, you have a hallway that has a turbo lift in front of it with a couple symbols on it that look like, like a workshop type thing, a refresher, supplies, like it's a hallway. You can see like pictographs of things that you, that you can expect down this hallway. You can see also on the back wall it's saying main engineering as you sort of slowly take in this vestibule you turn around and see this double wide bulkhead door and main engineering off in behind it you can see one astromech that is plugged into a computer terminal there and you can also see a couple protocol droids and these guys look alert oh no have they seen us? No, not yet. They have their back turned to you. They're pointed at a fair number of personnel. Like, a bunch of maintenance techs. Like, this is engineering. You can see three people, including this one Celestin with goggles on his head, in a higher quality coverall than the rest of them. One might even surmise these are probably officers. As... One of these uh, officers catches a sight of TV and Kith poking their head around and just sort of looks up a bit. But doesn't look like the protocol droids have caught notice of you. So they don't give us away? No. Hmm. So, we'll tell Nima. Should we send Raimi in again? He's been doing really good. <laughs> it has worked out remarkably well so far. TV... With that comlink burned out, I'm guessing you can't give us an exact count of how many are here. That is correct. Sure. Raimi, why don't you uh, go out there and act casual? Just see how many of them there are and where they're located. Okay, because this is a player group thing, I want one of you to roll a... Yeah, I'm going with a Raimi-style cool check, which is one green, one yellow. Going against... But Raimi is one of them. That is going to be... 
<laughs> so can he have a blue? Yeah, I'd definitely go with a blue. But because this minion group does have perception as one of their skills, surprisingly, though I'd probably just forgotten that, uh, it is going to be one red, three purple. Oh, that's gross. Uh, Leslie, are you rolling this or am I? I was going to have you roll it. and I think, you know what? The Force thinks that he is a chirpy little droid that deserves a better chance. So then uh, Raimi is looking at a pool of two yellow, one blue, versus three purple and a red. Ugh. All right. Let's do this. One success with four threat. Here's what I suspect is happening. They they recognize Raimi as one of them. He blends in and they're not directly, like, they're not questioning him about that. But four threats, I think Raimi's idea of acting He's casual. Yeah, he, he's like whistling and moving around and just just acting odd enough that all the droids are looking at him like, what is wrong with him? Because he's not acting like the R4M1 they knew before. Well, okay, there's that, and I'm I'm sorry to do this, but I'm really thinking of like how the B1 battle droids happen when when a weird droid shows up. Like anytime they interact with R2, it's, hey, what are you doing here? That's kind of what I'm figuring these protocol droids are doing. All five of them, like you can now see the five of them, they're just sort of huddled around Raimi. It's like, you're not supposed to be here. What are you doing here? All right, that didn't work. Or did it? Uh, how many protocol droids are crowding around him right now? He said five. Yeah, so 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 five, though, what we can see that uh, I, I imagine from their point of view, like some of these droids were coming out like appearing in their view from it's like behind a console or somewhere else where Raimi in a way is drawing at least some of the droids together just not the way we intended I am wanting to get a perception check it's going to be a group perception check because I don't really comprehend how to do other ones perception or vigilance depends are you wanting to just open fire on them because in that case I'm going with vigilance Let's go with perception. Nima has one green. One green? Yeah. <laughs> Nima. Sorry. This doesn't come up too often. This Nima, explains. This is Nima why has a cunning of one. This is why it hasn't we come up for a while. From you. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's also why you don't want her to do any lying or picking pockets or surviving in the wilderness. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, Nima has one green. Kip has three green. Brent, do you bring any yellow to this party? Yes, two yellow. I'm a droid. Two yellow and a droid? <laughs> I'm a droid. Oh, I, because honestly I heard, and I'm a droid. <laughs> and a droid. So it's like, okay, That's you're great. a droid. T- TV is, is, somewhat paran- is somewhat paranoid. And he likes to keep an eye on his surroundings. And Can't trust makes so sex. much sense. Yeah. It really does. Uh, okay. Give How does that one. work out since we've got three, one, and then the two yellow? All right. So it's going to be one green, two yellow, and a boost. We're taking Kith's ability, which is three green. We're upgrading it by TV's ranks. And that makes it one green, two helping. yellow. And then, exactly. I'm amazed I give a boost and not a setback. I'll take it. (laughs) Supervising. You want to roll this, Brent, or since you're ranked? 
Can I get this going up against three purple? And I'm going to use one of these to upgrade it to two purple, one red, and a setback. And we had uh, two yellow and... A green and a blue. And let's go ahead and upgrade ours as well. We'll just give you that point back. I'm cool with that. And we look successfully. We have three success and two threat. So I think that as a party, we are quite observant and aware of our surroundings to the point that it's kind of stressing us out. Uh, Nima did not. <laughs> She's clueless. You didn't clink into me. Yeah, Nima's sort of looking there and can't really see anything beyond the protocol. Did Nima pick up her shield since we don't have Matsu anymore? No. Her primary hand is the one that's injured, so if she, she can't left that it. behind, it was it's so heavy. And so right now, even as it is, she's like hold, like drawing her gun, but she's going to do it in her right hand for the moment. Uh, it's not that she can't use her left arm. It just, it really hurts right now. And she'd rather not if she doesn't have to. So yeah, I don't, I don't have my shield. Since you have two threat, the first act of whatever you guys are doing is going to be with a setback on this. Like, there's just some way that they have gotten the drop on you. We're not... As you're acting, you're giving a little bit away beforehand. But the thing that you see is one of the engineers there, like one of the guys in the more spiffy coveralls, weaving five fingers very spread and pointing at the protocol droids. He does sort of the flash open of his hand, showing the five digits, pointing at the protocol droids, closing his hand, holding up two fingers, and then pointing off into two different sides. One looks like he's pointing at the R2 unit, the other one looking like it's going somewhere off where you can't see. So five protocol droids, two R2 units. R2 units are split up from the sounds of it. And you said we basically were giving something away, like we dropped something into something. What I'm sort of figuring is that's happening, that catches an eye of one of the protocol droids and then turns around and looks at the engineer, then quickly triangulates where that engineer was looking and then turns over to see the fur of Kith disappear behind the corner. Hey, what's over there? And starts clipping along the floor in that direction, the other four starting along behind it. Initiative? Yes. Can I ask a question real quick? Sure. I mean, obviously we're rolling initiative, but are they ignoring Raimi now? Uh, they have turned away from Raimi. You interest them more than awesome. he does. And he's on our comm links. I'm going with vigilance for everyone. N- Nima may not be very perceptive, but she has good reflexes. The way that this is going to split out is two PCs, one NPC, and then the last PC. The droids are not being exactly subtle. And coming after us, and I think even, like, shield or no, Nemo would try to protect her squad. Um, Kith and TV are not in the exact best shape either. One thing that I forgot to mention, and I'm bringing this up now, with them moving towards you, they're now at short range. They're just down a little bit of hallway coming towards you. Dadgummit, we never figured out what was in that crate, did we? No. We'll do that later. That crate's still full. We'll ask ask Ben (laughs) in our discussion episode when we get to that. Nima is going to attract some attention. She's going to stop kind of where we were 
you know, in the direction we were moving, turn around, letting Kith pass her since she was the one that they noticed. And when the first droid rounds the corner, she pulls the trigger, uh, trying to shoot offhanded and drive these things back some. Yeah, this is just going to be at short range. So, a purple. They're not trying to take cover or anything like that. They're just sort of coming to you. Okay. With your permission, Ben, uh, I'm going to give Nima a setback die because she is shooting with her offhand. Yeah, I totally would go with okay. that. Don't be so blasted, noble woman. That makes sense. Nah, it's, it's, it's fun to do things like that. Then I can brag if I do well <laughs> or laugh at myself <laughs> if that's why she misses. Okay, so I've got a green, two yellow, a blue because my gun is accurate, and actually a second blue because I'll use my maneuver to aim since she just stopped and the gun was already in hand, uh, versus a purple and a black. Success and a triumph, well. and I'm going to do the boring thing, and uh, I'm going to make that a crit. So uh, that's going to be nine damage and a crit. Nobility <laughs> works for you. You're holding it sort of across your arm, like the sh- your shoulder's hurting, you're using your arm kind of to stabilize it and shooting, and this is, it's a great shot. You're shooting, you shoot a few bolts, one hits one of the protocol droid's center chest. And then as this lead protocol droid falls backwards, you can shoot almost exactly the same spot on the protocol droid that is behind it. So as you're doing this shooting, two protocol droids go falling backwards. Excellent. Uh, Nima's surprised that worked out that well. And so she's still standing in the open, blaster braced, the, uh, she's probably fired a few more shots as a process of this because it's she couldn't quite rely on pinpoint accuracy, and that's not really her thing anyway. She's not a sharpshooter like TV. And so she's continuing to fire and hold the uh, the rear guard. Yeah, I think she's doing that right now. I can't, I can't think of what order she would directly give given she's got a few seconds. That's it for me. I think you did pretty well for that being it for you. So we have Kith and we have TV. I know I have my gun out. Does TV, or was, was he still sliced? No, I'd have to take a maneuver to draw my gun, but do you want to go? i got no ideas other than shooting crap, man. So, Kith will there at those okay. other ones rounding the corner. Yeah, there's still three protocol droids walking towards you. As Nemus is standing relatively large in the hallway, you can sort of sneak out from behind sort of beside her, and fire off your gunner sort of by her side. And that would absolutely, actually, that look pretty cool. And it's just going to be one purple. One purple. So I am moderately trained in range, although I sadly no longer have any grenades. And I will take a shot with one green, two yellow, versus one purple. Oh, God bless America. Yeah, Keth <laughs> is moderately trained is a good word for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Proofing mud puddles, man. So my training showed up as a single success and three advantage. My natural skill gave me an advantage. And the purple gave me a fail. So four advantage. All right. So you're shooting your blaster pistol down this hallway. And what do you want the four advantage to do? Like, obviously, you're not hitting anyone. You're not critting anything. But there's still four advantage Would talking to Raimi be like a maneuver or a free action or however that works? Depends on how long you're talking. Basically, I want to tell him to see if he can get the astromech out of the console it's connected to. 
I'm just sort of figuring you yell over the din and it be like, get the astromech. Well, the reason I want to do it over the comm is so that the other astromech doesn't hear me say it to him. Okay. Okay, does, would it make more sense to have him just get the astromech out or for him to jack in and join the party? Either would work. With a four advantage, since you are you were trying to shoot at the protocol droids, you could have like a random shot from there do something to the console that that astromech was... Fussing with, yeah. Interfacing with, yeah, fussing with. Like, kicking it back so Raimi could be right nearby. We'll do that. Will that take all four advantage? I figured that will take three. If you want to, like, do strain recovery or something else for one, by all means. I think I'll give the boost to, to TV, actually. Can I do that, or does it take two? Okay. You can use one to give the next person who goes a boost. That happens to be TV in this round. Otherwise, it's what I call a bouncing boost, because it's just the next person. And that you get for one. So, this is one of those weird cases where you can for one, and it be all nice and proper. So, these three protocol droids are going to be coming, and, well, there is Nima just sort of standing, not exactly large there, but standing there. And these three are going to be... Like, Hey, why'd you do that? And then start trying to shoot at Nima. Uh, Nima did not sidestep, and she has no defense anymore. So, just the one purple. Alright, uh, it's not horrendous on account of they've got two yellow against your one purple. Unless you want to upgrade. Nah, I'll take it. Alright, let's see. (laughs) I might regret this decision a little bit. (laughs) Tiny bit. Well, on the other hand, it's... Protocol droids with their integrated blaster pistols. So, the three success mean a grand total of eight damage before soak. Okay, that still hurts. It's not monumental or anything, but Nima is standing there. She did not seek cover or anything. She was just taking them out as they ran on the corner. And as she was taking out those first two, they, you know, the others started poking around and started firing back. And she catches a blaster bolt... So a blaster bolt in the chest, her padded armor absorbing a good bit of it, but she's really missing having a mobile piece of cover right about now. (laughs) For the last thing for this, it's going to be TV gets to go. TV will pull out his blaster carbine as his maneuver, and he will fire on the droid that just shot Nemo. Okay, so yes, on the... Minging group of three protocol droids. There's nothing really special about them. They have it's exactly one purple against them. You will shoot them for four success and a threat for a total of thirteen damage. You didn't aim. <laughs> I used my maneuver to pull my gun. Too strained, man. Too strained. Uh, okay. That's how much strain he's got left. Some of us are not in a position to spend <laughs> it anymore. Okay, so out of curiosity just because I'm wanting to help narrate this properly. Is this stun or... This is a carbine. This is his damage. He's not playing. Okay, I was just wanting to make sure. That was enough to take one and almost take another. I think TV pulls his blaster carbine off his uh, back, and he's looks almost eager to fire. Doesn't even stop to aim or anything. He just kind of turns and starts unloading on them. Takes one droid's head off at the shoulders. Uh, which goes clattering into the droid behind him as additional bolts go into that droid's chest. Not taking him down, but doing a fair amount of sparks and damage. 
Okay. And yeah, I'm sort of figuring with the way that you blew the one droid's head off, it sort of bounces into the arms <laughs> of the other one, bounces up, the couple shots land in their chest, and then the droid head drops into their arms again. At which point, they would be going, Ow! Thank you for joining us for this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. You can find me, Christine, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, T-H, and night with a K. Brent can be found at iBrentBrown. Uh, and you can find Leslie at GS and Kith, um, since I've been making comments on her behalf. And although we do not have our beloved Mandalorian, you can find him on Twitter at Mandomatu. You can find Chris at SoulZeroChris. And if you are missing his dulcet tones in your life, you can always hop on over to uh, Silhouette Zero Podbean and check out his show, Silhouette Zero, which is Wacky Hijinks and uh, Bloodthirsty Chadrafans. It's pretty awesome. We're all at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. Send a holocom our way to heroes at thehydeanway.com. We would love to hear from you. If you like what we do and want to support the show... You can do so at patreon.com slash the Hydean way. And no, nobody offers to help Kith up. I'll just stand over here in the corner with the head.